Tuesday here at Soundcast FM. This is Sports Social with Ed Easton. We are live once again here in Brooklyn, New York. And man, you know, it's uh, it, it seems like it's becoming a trend to just have to like be in awe in terms of what Steph Curry has accomplished. You're talking about a guy that at one point, let's be honest, he, he wasn't even able to walk really off the court. You know, you're talking about two weeks ago when he had the injury in Houston. People were fearing the worst. When was he going to play? Maybe, you know, would he be out for an extended amount of time? And now, not only are we talking about him being the obvious unanimous MVP selection, but he broke another record last night in a game that we didn't know he was going to play until about an hour before tip-off. It's amazing. It's really amazing how you can have a player just the way he progressed in from where he started and I'm doing I'm just going back going going back to like Davidson and the uh, the performances he put on there and people had his question marks about him is he too small can he you know can he match up with the bigger guards in the NBA not only can he match up with them he's destroying them Skip, skip ahead now to what happened last night. Steph goes and drops 40. Yes, 40 points. In his comeback game and 17 were in the when we're in overtime, which is a record now, NBA record 17 points in overtime alone. And it's it's funny to me how people seem to have forgotten this guy. How they seem to have forgotten how good like he is in that two-week span. People were saying, oh, you know, maybe they don't need him. Maybe they, you know, maybe they can get it done without him. Oh, they needed him last night, and he delivered. And obviously the results came in today. Unanimous MVP. Well deserved. Steph Curry. He changed the way you looked at the pros and you look at, you know just the whole process I mean at the end of the day you look at just the way he uh, he's evolu- like I, I could use the word revolutionize the game in terms of people are enjoying jump shots again people rather see a three point shot nowadays than an actual slam dunk but not too long ago you know you just wanted to see a dunk at a game now you just want to see Steph Curry shoot from wherever on the court Players now coming up, coming up are going to be uh, practicing their long half-court three-point shots, like their regular set shots. That's where that's where we're at right now. It's definitely a great, great time to be a fan of basketball, and I feel like Steph Curry definitely, you know, showed us something. He definitely showed us something there. Now, as for that series itself, it, it's been fun. That was probably the best game of the playoffs, and we've had some pretty interesting games outside of the first round. The performances from Damian Lillard, from CJ McCollum, you know, it, it's that Blazers team, man. They're just missing one or two players, and I think they're they're right there. 
I, I could see them battling with with the Golden States, with the San Antonio Spurs for top spot in the West. They've been over impressive. Like my goodness. Yes, you could say they capitalize off of injuries. It might be different that Clippers series if Paul and Blake Griffin don't go down. But hey, they they got to do what they what they need to do at the end of the day. They proved they were a good team. They did. And you have to respect it. And uh, you gotta you gotta love how they seized the moment out there. So uh, you know, I see a lot of great things for that Portland team. I, and like you know, I sound like I'm doing their their eulogy, and there's still one game left. But going going to Oakland, down three games to one, especially with Steph Curry shooting the way he is, with all the confidence in the world, it's gonna be tough. It'll show me a lot if they could force another game. Just to force another game. I'm not saying they got to win the series at this point. But if they could force another game, then geez. Just amazing stuff. We're going to definitely get into a lot more of that in a moment. Also, that Toronto series against Miami. I mean, I like Dwayne Wade. I, I do. And it feels really good to see him... You know, shed that whole, okay, I need LeBron type of talk and everything. And to go out there and win. I mean, that's what he does. He goes out there and he wins. Just does a great job. You know, you got to respect it. Um, I look at, for example, just the way... Just the way Miami has handled the situation without Hassan Whiteside, having to go small. You got Joe Johnson playing power forward a lot. It's it's interesting. You got, the guy went from a shooting guard to a power forward in a matter of years. He's always been a big guy, but always kind of athletic. But now he's slowed it down even more. He's even he's even more of a slow Joe, if you want to put it that way. But uh, it's uh it's definitely something there. So you, you got to be proud of what. Of what Miami has, uh, Eric Spoelstra I think deserves a lot more credit than he gets. I know a lot of people say he capitalized off of the LeBron, Chris Bosh, you know, signings and everything. And yes, to an extent he did, but he's coached, man. And and this team is the fact that they're tied up at two apiece with Toronto, no Chris Bosh for this playoffs and even for the whole second half of the year for that matter. And Dwayne Wade at 34 years old, the old man Dwayne Wade, he had to get his knees wrapped up, you know, between um breaks on the bench. Is out there doing the thing, man. You gotta be proud of it. Gotta be proud of it. So it's gonna be, uh, it's definitely gonna be a fun uh, time to see how things go. It's gonna be an uh, interesting matchup because I, I still see Toronto as, as one of those teams that's definitely just gonna go away. I can see it's going seven games and Miami still pulling it out on the road. It's that type of series. Kyle Lowry and uh, DeRozan, they, they really surprised me. I, I really feel like for for guys that were such heralded, such a heralded backcourt, people were saying they're second best backcourt to Curry and, and Clay Thompson. They just haven't shown it consistently in the playoffs, and that's really what's been hurting Toronto. Let's be honest, above anything else, besides Valentinus getting hurt, I, I feel like that's what's been holding them back. You're talking about guys just not being able to make the shots, do the little things. 
it's it's definitely a long process a long and exhausting process but hey who knows how things will go who knows maybe with some time they'll figure it out even though they've had time when you're 2-2 in a series heading back home all the pressure's on the home team, the number two seed. All the pressure in the world will be on them. And I think they know this. I do think that it's going to be a better effort than what we have been seeing um, lately from them. But it's, uh, it's just a matter of time. A matter of time before they pull it all together. And we have a seven-game series, like I said. I still think old man Dwayne Wade just has their number. And when you have a team like that has any type of momentum the way they do, it's going to be tough. And I think Miami, considering that white side is still day-to-day, he's not officially ruled out. You gotta have to. You still gotta have to have their. Uh, still gotta think that they're the team to beat when it's all said and done. That's really what it comes down to. But we'll definitely find out. And as always, we'll take your calls. 516-900-2278. Once again, that's 516-900-2278. And always at Ed Easton Jr. on Twitter. And uh, th- shout out to everybody that checked out our interview yesterday, our live interview with uh, Jamel Lynch, D-League player right now, uh, making his way in the league. And uh, just a great person from what he's done in his charity work and his, um, his academy. So uh, we're going to replay that interview a little bit later in the show for those that missed it. Uh, the video version is available on KeepingItRealSports.com. It's the first thing you see on the homepage. But uh, definitely some good stuff there. So, got to uh, definitely got to acknowledge that. But uh, that being said, we'll take a break. You're listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton here on Soundcast FM.
Back Sports Social with Ed Easton here on Soundcast FM. And uh, right now we have kind of breaking news. Uh, even though it was confirmed yesterday, they're actually doing the live press conference right now for uh, Dave Yeager. He's, uh, Dave Yeager's taking over the um, head coaching duties for the Sacramento Kings. He originally was the head coach for the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, they're currently doing the announcement right now. So it's uh, that's the move for uh, Yeager's uh, four-year deal, I believe, about a total sixteen million, so he's uh, going to be doing quite all right there. He has a tough task of dealing with uh, the personalities of Rajon Rondo, assuming Rajon Rondo is back, and Demarcus Cousins. They seem to have killed a couple of coaches over the last couple of years, but uh, that's the case that they're dealing with as of right now. Now, in regards to what's going to happen with this team, and you know, in terms of how they build, it's going to be interesting. Um, they, uh, like I said, they just finished doing the announcement. It's 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 funny because you see a team with that much talent. It wasn't the coaching at the end of the day. Can we can we really you know attribute that to being the coaching being the issue as to why they couldn't get on the same pan on the same page? That could honestly be the difference when it comes to certain teams. I don't know if Demarcus Cousins is a guy that's coachable. I know that he's very talented and and it, and that seems to be the issue. I think he was just recently involved in an off off the court issue again which just leads to more speculation in terms of how they're going to handle him moving forward. But uh, either way, uh, Sacramento has made a decision to make some changes in the uh, in their coaching situation, and um, we'll see how it plays out for them. Now, back to the whole situation with Steph Curry. I mean, the guy was amazing. Let's 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 be honest. He was amazing. Some of the stuff he, the shots he made, were video game shots, as usual for him, which it seems to be you know part of the course. But uh, hey, he gets it done every time. I mean, what can you say about the guy? Very talented, very um, very focused on what he has to do. So we'll see what's gonna happen in regards to uh, him now moving forward in the rest of the series. Is his knee gonna hold up? Is he gonna be um? 100%. I think he's proven that already. And uh, I just want to give everybody a, a taste of what they probably missed last night if you're on the East Coast and you fell asleep because it was definitely uh, something to watch. So this was uh, Steph Curry. Just hear a little bit of what he was going through um, last night. And my goodness, this guy was on fire. Oh, pressure in the ball against Plumlee. Curry. Oh, he looks spry. Got an easy bucket for Plumlee. Curry. Rattles it home, Steph Curry. <laughs> what? Barnes, a little turnaround on Lillard. No. That's Curry with the offensive rebound and a putback. Lillard passed it up. Green got a hand on it. A turnover. Up ahead. Curry. Make it nine in the overtime period for Curry. Oh, that's a tough three. Front iron. Well guarded there by Iguodala. Warriors could add to their lead now. Curry left wide open. Right between the eyes, and they love it on the bench. Timeout. Steph Curry, all 12 points in the overtime. He knocks down this three, and he tells the fans, I am back. I am back. Oh, he is in a big way, too. High screen comes. Curry, some ball handling, fires up a three, does it again. Wow. Jaw 
Rouse dropped everywhere. And That's just a bit of what he was doing. I mean, he was nasty the entire night. Uh, just That was just overtime alone, just to let you know how Steph Curry was really putting it together. And, and like I said, there's just nobody else like him in the league. Not even close. It's, it's really amazing. So uh, definitely some good stuff. Just wow, you know? Just definitely wow. What a great job. Um, just how, you know, how are they going to take this moving forward? It's, it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, he's a unanimous MVP. I'm actually going to go through who was also received votes, and some of them are going to surprise you. I'm, I'm actually really surprised by one name in particular, and I'm going to uh, mention it uh, definitely a little bit later. So we'll see how that goes. But, uh, you know, as always, taking your calls, 516-900-2278, just discussing uh, Steph Curry and his amazing night last night because the guy really is the um, – He's the face of the NBA. It's just not even close. The guy's the face. And uh, this is actually what they had to say right after the game. This is Coach Steve Kerr and uh, some of the Warrior players in regards to last night's win. When Steph would have a game like this last year, Alvin Gentry would say, I've got two plays for you. Steph, get the ball, and get the ball, Steph. Those were, his, those were Alvin's two play calls, so... In Alvin's honor, that's what we ran in overtime. <laughs> Steve, that, that was an extraordinary game to watch. Uh, how was it for you as a coach? And, and talk a little bit about the, the play that the Blazers had. You know, there's, there's very few games where um, you sort of take a moment during the game and say, wow, this is something. And um, tonight, was, tonight was one of them. You know, I, I turned to Luke Walton a couple times. <laughs> Can you believe this? Um, the Blazers were fantastic. Um, they're tough to guard. We've talked about it, you know, throughout the series. They've uh, they've got shooting all over the floor. They run great stuff, um, and um, you know their their effort was amazing, just like our guys uh, was. So it's just a great basketball game, and obviously, you know, to to win makes it greater for us than it was for them. But it was um, you know phenomenal. Phenomenal game, and um, I don't know what else I can say. Uh, obviously anxious to get back on the floor. It's a different situation coming off the bench, so trying to keep my, my body loose, my mind in the game, and figure out how to get a rhythm. And obviously it didn't. took me a while to, to get into the flow. When you miss, you miss three weeks, it's really weird walking back on the court, like with you know, a crowd out there going crazy and that competitive atmosphere again. So just trying to get my bearings straight and try to make some plays and get a rhythm. When I was actually looking at my, my brothers in the stands and you know we always kind of talk trash to each other and, and joke around and I saw him after I made the first three and, I, and, and he kind of looked at me it's like I knew it wouldn't take long and I was getting a rhythm and I, I kind of mouthed that back to him and then um, you know I, I love this game and love playing and, and love competing and Really, really missed being out there with my teammates and to help our team get a win tonight in that kind of fashion and and whatnot. That's that was a good feeling, you know, in that moment to to be back on the floor and, and playing. Um, so that was that was that. That was uh, Steph Curry giving his thoughts on just being happy to be back out there and uh, playing in the game. I mean, the guy, like I said, was amazing in that quarter. 
um, overtime, I should say, not even a full quarter. In that little five-minute overtime, the guy was just amazing. He made shot after shot. And back to his MVP results, he did receive all the first-place votes that were available from all the writers. So he was, yes, a unanimous MVP. I see different reports saying that he is the first. So congratulations on that. And that's why we're making such a big deal of it today. Uh, You're talking about a guy now. He got a a total of 1,310 votes. Uh, Points-wise, I should say, but 131 all-first-place votes for Steph Curry. Uh, No one else received the first-place vote, which is, like I said, I can't remember a time this ever happened. Uh, What did I'm looking at the different people that were nominated, and you got Kawhi Leonard got a lot of second-place votes. LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, even Draymond Green, well-deserved. Damian Lillard, definitely for what he's done with this Portland Trailblazers team. Kyle Lowry's on this list. I can understand that, but... Ahead of Kyle Lowry, I'm really surprised James Harden received votes. I just don't see how can you give James Harden any type of votes. Um, for a guy that is supposed to be the leader of the team, the team crumbled around him. And he, you know, he had no care about it. And it's a very interesting thing that he had to deal with. But just wow, you have to put that in perspective. I mean, James Harden, congratulations to getting some votes. I don't know how he got votes, but he did. It's a a very very interesting thing there. So you you gotta have you kind of have to um, look at how they vote because I didn't expect that. Did not expect that at all to see to see him win. And, well, not win, but uh, receive any type of votes for the job he did. But hey, it's, it's we wish I wish I know who the names of the voters are. I'm pretty sure there's a site that has them, and uh, definitely gonna look for that a little bit later. Now, back to what I was talking about in regards to the Portland Trailblazers and what they have to do. Because, yes, they have a lot to do in this series if they want to get back into it. This is their response to the loss last night. Uh, remarkable. I mean, he, was, uh, he looked fresh. He had his rhythm. Made tough shots. Made, made nice passes. Um, fought through screens. Uh, you know, obviously 17 points in overtime. Uh, it's it a hell of a performance. Um, I mean, I thought I played well. Um, I, didn't, I didn't have my greatest shooting night, um, you know, but at this point in the season, you know, I've been telling myself and my teammates have been telling me to go out there and just be in attack mode and be aggressive the whole time. Um, and we'll live with the results. So, you know, that's kind of been my mindset in this series. But, um, you know, as far as Steph, he, he had a great performance. Uh, you know, he's been great all season. Um, he's he's the MVP again for a reason, and um, you know he he's been out for two weeks. Um, you know, and the, the kind of player he is, I'm sure he hasn't been sitting around. Uh, you know, so he was a little bit rusty in the first half. Uh, but like I said, the second half we had some um, some blown coverages, um, miscommunications, and you know we allowed him to to come off and, and get wide open shots, and then he got going. Um, and with a player like him, they see a couple go in, he's going to start bouncing around and, and feeling himself. Um, and that's just what happened. You know, it, it got to the point where um, because we had blown coverages, you know, he got in a groove to where um, he started making contested shots too. So, um, you know, he, he had a hell of a game. That was Damian Lillard. Like I said, he was also uh, a guy that received some votes in the MVP discussion. Uh, talking about the tough loss, you know, obviously they had a chance to tie the series up and make things pretty interesting, but when Steph Curry goes for a record 17 points and just hearing the way they're describing his game, 
it, it's just impossible to uh, to really come back from. So um, tough, a little tough run there for uh, Portland. But it's what happens. You go against the best player in the world. So uh, what we're going to do is uh, take a break. You're listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton. We'll be right back.
Sports Social here on Soundcast FM. I'm Ed Easton. And we're still talking about, obviously, Steph Curry and uh, just, you know, obviously the performance from last night and officially being announced the MVP for this year. And, you know, just hearing from the different comments from people, like, online and, you know, from what we've been hearing, like, one of the hashtags is Curry going Curry because that's what Steph Curry does. The guy, like I said, is getting praise from everyone. And uh, this is what... The guys from NBA on uh, TNT had to say last night on Inside the NBA. Reese, Inside the NBA, presented by Kia. Ernie Johnson, Kenny the Jet Smith, Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal. You know what we like to say about Steph Curry? He makes it look effortless. I'm not sure that's the right word tonight. Uh Oh, but it's 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 even higher than that. Crazy. Man, you know, I've been here 16 years, and... One night I saw LeBron James score 29 out of 30 points. Remember we were on the road for that. We were on the road for that game. I said, that's the most impressive thing I've seen in person. Right. To score 30 straight points in an NBA game when everybody knows you're going to get the ball. That what I – that (laughs) – <laughs> that was it. That, that was that was on the same. Uh, that was crazy, man. That that's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, the the NBA playoffs missed Steph Curry. Yeah, because the it was. You know what? You know what? I, you know what I was thinking. I was like, the fact that he was doing what he did, but then to display the confidence, verbally, physically, and animated wise, I was like, that's a bad dude. Because guys won't do that much. And he you know, was like, no, I'm back. You know what's crazy? Like, for normal guys, you know, when you come back two or three weeks, it takes you a game or two to get it going. First half, he started off slow, and then he just it took kept him it going. a quarter. Yeah, it took him a quarter. And then once he got it, it going, I, I think it actually back. took him, uh, to be honest. Two and a half quarters. Yeah. Yeah, two and a half quarters. He went, I mean, and I just, that's, that's 17 points in overtime. It is a record? Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm sure about that. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when your coach gets on early and, and his comment about you is, that's crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, what about, well, we had a game plan. We, no, your coach guy he gets up there and he's like, that's crazy. No, and you think, no one does that. No, the thing about it for me is before you came out here for the show and we're watching the last couple of minutes here and I see this guy and this guy going, oh, no. Oh, and jaws dropping. That's when I know somebody's done something no, special. No, no, this is in the back. I was throwing chairs every time he hit a hit a basket. I was Why? Throw a shit. We don't chair. have that many chairs back there. That's what I'm saying. Why were you it, throwing it, a chair? Because it was unbelievable, and I had to wild out because it, it, <laughs> this was. Oh, you had one to wild the, out. This was one of the most <laughs> prolific scoring exhibitions. All right, look at it. This play right here is underrated. I see. Throwing okay. them little muscles, baby. I mean. The only clo- closest I've ever been to this was Akeem Olajuwon against San Antonio when he had 45 and came backed it up with another 47 where it was just Ooh. unbelievable. Oh, come on, man. At his size and his stature. Those shots able- are contested. Oh, my goodness, man. That's crazy. Yeah, play- as Steve Kerr would quote it. I played with a guy in college who had spurts of that. Not, oh, yeah. Not, yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, not, I mean, you know, not as long. Chris but, Jackson. You know, Chris yeah. Jackson Mike give you like a, give you like a quick two or three minutes of that. Chris Jackson's mama named him Chris. I'm going to call him Chris. But I like that. But this was this was something. I mean, this was a playoff basketball game. First of all, the game itself was great. Little McCollum had some big shots. They obviously didn't shoot a good percentage, but – 
Man, I'm glad we had this game tonight, so I got to watch this thing. Man, that was incredible. Yeah, that was, yeah. like, Typically, we complain about being hit about 145. and well, but, No but, one wanted to go home. Yeah, but listen, that's another story. I, I, I've always said I wish we would start the games an hour earlier because these people on the East Coast who – some people actually got a job. They don't get paid to watch basketball. I mean, just this guy, man – you know, this debate about the greatest shooter, I think that's pretty much in the bag. <laughs> you know. we, can, we can table that for yeah, we can table for that. Very we, good. And then Clay's right there, like, <laughs> you know, Mark Jackson, who got this whole thing started and go to say, talk about they definitely the greatest shooting backcourt back I've ever seen. Uh, but just, man, you know, that's the one thing about sports. It's funny because we used to, when Mark first said that, when he took over, we were yeah. like, like, Mark just saying that because that's his guys. Yeah. And, and now, now it's not, now, now it's not even a contest. It's not even a contest. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah this, yeah, this, this is speechless, man. I've never heard you guys man, struggling is, for words like man, you are tonight. I, I don't think I've ever seen that. I, but well, I think, Ernie, what, 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 what makes it so unbelievable, I thought Steve Kerr said it, this guy hasn't played a basketball game in two weeks. Yeah. So you kind of, even in the last couple of days when you know you might come back, you're just – doing a little two-on-two, three-on-three. They were showing the highlights. But to come into an NBA game and play 40 minutes. 36 36 minutes and 34 seconds. When you're supposed to play 25, I mean, it's one of the most incredible things. I told you, that night LeBron, I'm like, how many points LeBron got? They're like, he scored 29 out of the last 30. 30. And I was like, are you kidding me against NBA caliber players? A guy scored 30 straight points, basically. That was a Detroit Pistons. In Detroit. Yeah, in, in, in Detroit. Detroit, Detroit yeah. When they were but, the defensive-minded team. But, uh, but to what I saw tonight, I might have to move that down to the second slot. <laughs> so, 132 Incredible. to 125 in overtime. Golden State takes a 3-1 lead. And that was, uh, the, that was from the guys from inside the NBA giving their thoughts last night. Uh, I thought it was funny what uh, Charles said uh, in terms of he wished they could put the games back an hour earlier so a lot of people on the East Coast that have to get up for work are not like, you know, like what happened? They're finding out the next morning. It's, uh, it, it is incredible stuff. You just don't see it often. It, uh, for a guy to be that good, my goodness, he was ridiculous. And, you know, that's, that's just the type of player Steph Curry is and, and what he's brought to this league. And, and you know, like I said, it's – it is a reason why, like I said, I'm paying homage to him this whole hour. Um, I was going to do it anyway because of the MVP voting, but he gave you so much to, to work with. I mean, my goodness, the guy, the, the guy basically, you know, for, uh, to be honest with you, he just gave you everything you need out of a superstar in a must-win situation. Period. Best shooter of all time. I still think it's debatable, but how can you say he's not? You know, it's almost like, how? (laughs) How can you really say it? Just ridiculous, ridiculous things. It's it's what makes Steph Curry, Steph Curry. And, you know, I'm I'm thinking back now to, like, his speech from last year. We obviously don't have his speech for uh, this year yet because he just found out today he's officially the MVP. And, you know, he talks a lot about his family and how much he's, like, he's proud of his family and, and everything that, you know, they've they've done for him. 
And uh, I, I think back to his speech from last year and what he had to say in regards to his family. So I'm actually going to play an excerpt from that actual day and uh, everything that he had to say in regards to it because he really t he really was big on, you know, family and and what they meant to him during this time. So this is a flashback to what uh, Steph Curry had to say during last year's MVP trophy presentation. Uh, this was mostly on his uh, faith and his family. I am a little nervous, Bob. Um, this is a tremendous honor. Um, you know, first and foremost, I have to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for blessing me with the talents to play this game, with the family uh, to support me day in, day out. Um, I'm his humble servant right now, and um, I. It is. I can't say it enough how important you know my faith is to to how how I play the game and who I am. So um, I'm just I'm just blessed and I'm 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 thankful for for where I am. Um, I love playing basketball. I mean, there's no doubt about it. This is something I've been doing since I was what mom dad too with Fisher Price goals. I mean, um, my grandma's here. She we were talking about it yesterday. Um, she used to be my commentator. She used to be Bob Fitzgerald for me. Um, counting down the scores. I hit a game winning shot or whatever and I'd stumble over and give her a high five and stuff like that. So um from that beginning to to be standing here in front of you today, it's an incredible journey. Um a lot has gone into it. A lot of great people that I've met along the way that have every bit of you know, to do with that trophy um, as I do. And I'm going to try to get through, uh, obviously, the people that are here and um, people that are watching that are, have been extremely significant in, in, in my journey. Um, but if, obviously, I don't get to you and you, you had a part in it, um, you know, please understand that. Um, this this hasn't sunk in at all. Um, I'm on cloud nine for sure. Obviously, we're in the middle of a playoff run, and, and that's the most important thing. Uh, but today is a celebration for sure, and we want to be able to take the time to really appreciate what, what this means, and um, and that's why we're here. So I'll try to explain how I feel the best I can, but uh, just bear with me. Uh, I got to start with my wife. Um, uh, we met when we were 14, 15 years old in Charlotte, North Carolina. And the last seven, eight years have been amazing. Uh, we've both grown into adults. <laughs> we've uh, you know, moved cross country together, started a new life. And you're my backbone. You allowed me to, to do what I do, uh, to focus on basketball and my career um, and still you know, I have a family. That's the sacrifices you make are unbelievable, and uh, I can't thank you enough for who you are as a person, how you challenge me, how you inspire me every single day. We have a beautiful daughter, one on the way. Um, she's over there smiling at me. <laughs> um, just 
I love you so much, and I can't thank you enough for just being there for me, you know, day in, day out. Whether I have a good game, a bad game, we lose, we win. Um, when I go home, things are good, and and that that's comforting to know. And um, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for everything you've done for me, and you deserve a round of applause for sure. Mom, Dad, uh, they did a great job of explaining it so far, but I think it can't be understated how much my brother and I and my sister appreciate just who you are. Um, you're the example for us. You handled a 16-year NBA career and had us three and um, you raised us the right way. Mom, you are our, our spiritual guidance, our uh, disciplinarian at times because you were around uh, when Pops was away. Obviously, if, if we were in real trouble, he'd come home with, and, uh, and take care of business. But <laughs> um, just the way that you, you know, raised us, um, not taking any slack. Obviously, we knew that sports was important to us and our family, but there are priorities in life. And obviously, your faith is, is, is first and foremost. Um, you know, how we did in school growing up was important. If we didn't handle that business, then there were no no privileges. We, I remember sitting out my first middle school game because I didn't handle my stuff at home. That's a pretty embarrassing moment if you go to you know to your first middle school game and you have to tell your your team, "Hey, fellas, I can't play tonight. I didn't do the dishes at home." And they're like, "What? Like, what are you?" So, just that that lesson taught me there's more to, there's more to life than basketball there's uh, obviously the most important thing is, is your family and taking care of each other um, loving each other no matter what and I and regardless if I would have played basketball or not I know you guys love me without a shadow of a doubt you would have encouraged me in any part of life that I or any path that I take I would have taken so just thank you so much and pops you're the example of what a true professional is on and off the court you I remember a lot of your career, um, and to be able to follow in your footsteps, it uh, it means a lot to me. This is special. Um, I'm really proud of you know what you were able to do in your career, and um, I don't take that for granted at all. A lot of people um, thought I had it easy with the pops playing, you know, in the NBA, but. It was, uh, it was a, I'll get to that part down the road, but it was an interesting journey. And um, just who you are, you, you made it okay for me to have a family at my age when I, when I started it and to know that um, you take care of your business, you know, you, you, you'll be all right. So, so thank you so much. Uh, my brother, Seth, is here. Um, I'm proud of you, man. We, uh, we had some battles growing up. There's a... You know, you challenge me every single day when we play one on one in the backyard. Um, I always joke our games would go on all night, and it would usually end for two reasons, or one of two reasons. One, my mom would come in and say we were disturbing the neighbors because it was too late, and the bounce the ball they would maybe call over and tell them to shut up over there. Uh, or two, you get mad because I was beating you, and you say you say I was cheating because I wouldn't give you a foul call. <laughs> And you take the ball and run in and, until I said, all right, you can have that foul check up at the top of the key. <laughs> so those, those battles I'll never forget. Um, 
it was it was a lot of fun just seeing you how you've grown um, and following your career. Um, you know, it's not easy having an older brother uh, that's playing in the NBA and obviously a dad that's done it before both of us. And the way that you're handling it is is impressive. And you know, the sky's the limit for you. Keep doing what you're doing, and um, you keep making the family proud. Uh, Sadell, just oh man. The stories I could tell about us growing up. You made me watch all sorts of crazy movies. Stuff that I should not know line for line. Um, but just uh, really proud of you and the decisions you've made growing up. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing to see. And I love being able to just call you joking last night about what song is from what movie and kind of playing that, that game and just the stuff that never gets old is is really important to me no matter what happens in life so um i love that being the most consistent part of, of our relationship and and uh i'm really proud of you as well I keep looking at my notes making sure i don't forget anybody grandma candy I will, i'll always be your number one <laughs> don't ever forget that um I got a grandma, Grandma Ducky, who's probably watching at home right now. Uh, my dad's mom, who it's the afternoon, probably East Coast time. She's probably flipping back and forth between this and the Braves game <laughs> to uh, check the score because she never misses a game. But I know she's watching and just want to say I love you, Grandma. Uh, I know Granddaddy Jack is looking down on us and is, just, is extremely proud of, of our family and where we are. Um, and that, that means a lot to me. So I hope you're proud as well. And uh, just I love you. That was uh, Steph Curry in yesterday, last year's, I'm sorry, yesterday, feels like yesterday, last year's speech, talking about his faith in his family, and uh, obviously how big, you know, they are in terms of his career, we don't have to, I don't think we have to bring up, you know, uh, his daughter, uh, Riley Curry, who's made plenty of appearances during last year's playoffs, I wonder if she'll make, well, she hasn't made any in this year's playoffs so far, so, uh, you know, that's, that's just something out there to, uh, to really just talk about how much they have meant to him in his career, and to what he is, um, what he has done in his NBA career so far, being a two-time back-to-back MVP, unanimous decision, decision second time around. Uh, the guy is something special, and that's that's really what he is going to be judged as. I feel like a lot of players in the future will be judged based on how this guy does the thing. And, and you know what? I, I'm okay with it. He's a very faithful guy, and he, he really is humble every time you see him out there. So definitely some great stuff. And um, also we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have the – the interview from yesterday with Jamel Lynch, he's a NBA D-League player, and uh, it was a great interview, and we actually talked a little bit about Steph Curry, so stay tuned for that. You're listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton here on Soundcast FM. I cry Cause if 
FM. I'm Eddie Easton once again, and I'm joined by my special guest. Mr. Jamel Lynch is in the building. So how are you doing today? I'm great, man. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, man. We out here in Brooklyn. What up, baby? All right, all right. Now, obviously, a lot going on in your world, man. Um, you got to just let people know. Like, we're happy to have you, of course. Yeah. Uh, let people know you, you're in the D-League right now. Yes. And uh, you're currently playing for Los Angeles. Yeah, they have my rights right now. Um, I was hurt this season. Um, we actually just lost in the championship. But um, we lost to Six Falls. But, you know, we'll see what happens next season where I'm going to be at. But, uh, yeah, I'm in the NBA D-League. And, you know, currently still rehabbing, getting better, getting stronger, um, getting faster, getting smarter. Nice. You know, so just day by day, man. Nice. How was the uh, how was the process of like just playing in the D League and and just playing with uh, you know so many different players and mm-hmm. everybody wants to make that move up to the NBA? Yeah, how yeah, was yeah. that lifestyle just playing there? Well, this is my second year playing. So I played with the Knicks team uh, a couple of years ago when they were in Erie. Um, Allen Houston and them they drafted me and it was a great experience. I played with Donald Sloan, who was a starting point guard with the New Jersey Nets right now. Um, the experience is amazing, man. You know, it's it's always better when you have people who have, have the same goal in mind. You know, they want to win, but at the same time. Um, they want to get to the next level as well. So um, that camaraderie, that friendship, that building those rela- lasting relationships, uh, I love it, man. I, I love that that level, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting to the next one. Okay, so let's let's take everybody back a little bit yes, and let them know how this whole thing started. You're a Brooklyn boy, so yeah, 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 just yeah. let us know, like, how did the whole thing begin, this whole journey? Well, um, man, I, I can take you back, man. You know, I can go way <laughs> back. Um, so basically, we, we started – uh, when I was five years old, you know, I started playing basketball. I'm from Williamsburg Projects in Brooklyn. Um, started playing my first tournament in Williamsburg. No, I know the rim I made my first basket in. Mm. Um, you know, so it, it's, it brings back a lot of nostalgic, nostalgic memories. But I had the opportunity to play at a uh, prestigious high school at Bishop Lachlan. Right. Um, a lot of great players came out of there, Mark Jackson and stuff like that. Um, great, great conference, um, CHSA, CHSAA, Chris right. Mullen, um, you know, Sonata Gaines, Russell Robinson. Uh, I can go back. So it's been a great, great experience there. Then I played at junior college mm-hmm. where I won a championship was All-American, All-Region, All-Conference, um, top 25 in every statistical category. Uh, from there, I went to the University of Rhode Island, and I finished at UMass Lowell. Um, after that, yeah. played in France, played in Germany, won the championship in Germany. Uh, great, great experience. My man, Average, and uh, Daniel Pierre, we had a great time. Yeah. It's always great playing with people you grew up with. But that, yeah. that was a great experience. Um, from there, I got drafted. That next season, I got drafted to the NBA D League. Mm-hmm. Played in Erie, Erie Bayhawks for a little bit, and then um, I'm good. Yeah, you're good. Okay, you're good. Erie Bayhawks for a little bit, and then uh, I was hurt for about two. I hurt for about two years. Um, came back. Got hurt again this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you know I'm just rehabbing, getting better, getting make sure I come back. When I when I do come back, it's it's better than I was when I left. You know what I mean? Right, it, has, right. it has to be. It's no if ands or buts about it. You got to be head and shoulders above what you what you left with. Definitely. So. Um, it's been it's been a journey, man. But the journey has been something that I, I, I I'm thankful for because it allowed me to have a testimony. Right. You know, a lot of kids come from where I come from; they don't get to have the opportunity to, um, you know, play at that level, mm-hmm. and even have the opportunity to, you know, train with NBA players or whatever the case may be. So that's what we're looking to do now. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. And I, that goes in with your academy. Yes. Yes. That you're yes, working yes. with right now. Can you let people know a little bit more about that? Um. So the academy we have is called the Big and Little Skills Academy. Uh, what we focus on is teaching kids the holistic viewpoint of basketball. So we teach them Pilates, yoga, nutrition, uh, public speaking. We do educational um, enhancement, vocational vocational enhancement. Mm-hmm. Um, we do STEM programming, uh, financial literacy. We do a lot of different things just to give kids the opportunity to be a well-rounded individual. Right. And um, not just be an athlete, but a, a person. That's good. You know what I mean? So 
We're we're in four locations in New York this summer. Okay. Um, and then we'll also look to be in Texas, uh, Maryland, Oakland, Vegas, and Georgia. So we're expanding pretty rapidly. We've got pretty good sponsors like Sprayground Boot Bags, mm-hmm. um, Google uh, Body Armor, Honest Tea. Um, so we got you know um, we got a few another sponsor um, lo- losing it um, Soul Pack, um, nice. Aqua Interviva. So just shout out to my sponsors. Yeah, I appreciate hey, this you. is this is great promotion, yeah, yeah. right? That's how so, you gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, you know, so we're we're doing some great things, man. We have a huge event coming up on June eighteenth. Okay. Called Dribble Against Cancer. Mm-hmm. We're looking to um, create cancer awareness. Uh, you know, raise money for cancer awareness for my nonprofit, and also you know for a foster care um, organization as well. Called okay. Force to Care Unplug. Um, so we're looking to do that as well as we have about 150, 200 kids dribbling alongside the Brooklyn Bridge mm-hmm. down to the new Brooklyn Bridge Park. We're going to have a free clinic there. And then after that, it's a celebrity game. So wow. it's going to be on June 18th, great okay. day. Um, people could look, they can get tickets soon. We'll, we'll announce it all over social media. Everybody will know about it soon. Right. But that's going to be a pretty big event. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You definitely yeah. are a busy man and you're still yeah, playing, yeah. obviously. So. Yeah. Just um, now you said you had the injury. Mm-hmm. What can you uh, let us know a little bit about it and uh, what you know what rehab are you going through for it? So um, I hurt my knee, um, and right now I'm doing therapy about three times a week, okay, two and a half, three hours a day, um, and then I do other things like swimming and you know lifting weights and stuff like that. It's a tumultuous uh, uphill battle, okay, um, especially more mentally than anything. Um, but I got to the point where it I used that I used this time as an opportunity to build other things. Um, that, being my, you know, my, my academy, my program. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, therapy has been going great. Um, you know, there's a time period when you're just like, damn, am I ever going to get to where right. I need to get to? And, but I've been here before. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? This is my first time around. So I got the opportunity to, you know, continue to build upon what I'm doing while I have this time period, but also make sure that I'm still focused on what I need to be doing in order, in order to get back to the next level. Definitely. So, yeah. Definitely understand that and respect that. Now, Obviously, I know you're watching the NBA playoffs. Yes. Yeah, so what are your thoughts so far just seeing, like, you know, it, it seems like a, a lot of drama, obviously, with the injuries going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steph Curry, obviously, the biggest injury. You know, the MVP, I think, has been announced today. What are your thoughts on that? Do you feel like the, the Warriors are doing the right thing by being cautious with him and not trying to force him into, like, playing game four mm-hmm. and just, you know, letting him rest a little bit? Is it Are they taking it too cautious or are they just doing the right thing here? I think, I think with a... I'm not going to just say with a player like that, but with a player like that, you have to be cautious because it's mm-hmm. about the longevity. It's not about, it's not like this is a championship round of East versus the West. This is like, you know, semifinals, right. which they pretty much know they're going to beat Portland. Yeah. Um, so I think they basically like, you know what, we should just rest him for a little bit. And I think that's the best thing, mm-hmm. um, especially with his type of injuries he's had. I mean, how important he is to the team. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's, it's, it's smart to rest. I think that's a Just, good thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, going through that type of process, it's like it's, it's tough. a lot. Yeah, that's it's what tough. I mean. Because a lot of people, you know, people like me are just watching from home. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, just throw him in there. He's practicing. He's doing this. But uh, like Steve Kerr was saying, it's conditioning. There's a different mm-hmm. things that go into it. And you obviously you're a point guard, and you know just going through the process of playing the position and how you have to be in a certain condition to play. So you kind of understand why they're taking their time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because you don't really want to, you don't want to come back too soon. And that's the problem sometimes with injuries. You, you feel like you're ready, but sometimes there's another piece of your body that's not ready yet. Right. So I'm not saying take longer, but make sure that you can do what you were doing before, if not at faster speed. Right. Um, and they're doing that. They're doing the right thing with him. Definitely okay. doing the right thing with him. Who got okay. rookie of the year, by the way? 
What happened? Who got rookie of the year? This year? I think it's going to be Carl Anthony Towns. They didn't announce it yet, right? They haven't announced it yet, but okay. I, we, could all, we could automatically assume it's going to be Carl Anthony Towns. Cat definitely going to get that. He, he was killing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, for a guy, and I, like I said, I'm a Knicks fan. I follow the Knicks, so, mm-hmm. you know, Porzingis, we're happy with him. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, if he was around, we definitely would have been going to get him. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, let's, let's put it in perspective. Now, like I said, you're, you currently have your rights with L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, with that situation, uh, do you see... Is it possible you're going to stay there, or is that something that you can't really discuss? Like, I can't. You know? I can't really. Not can't discuss it, but more so I can't really tell. Okay. You know, I'm not sure yet. I've soaked my age in, and right. You know, see how things go with that. But um, wherever I'm at, I just want to play. Mm-hmm. I just want to play basketball and you know be utilized, make sure that I'm able to contribute to a team. Right. Um, be seen and just go from there. Everything is a platform. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything is a platform to the, for the ultimate goal, which is to build, you know, the Big and Little Skills Academy, which okay. is what the purpose is. Um, so, kids is you know youth is what it's about, especially the kids we service. We, are, we service inner city kids, mm-hmm. um, so we want to make sure that they 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 see the journey. You know what I mean? Which is why you know you know just to put a little promo out there. I mean, I'm doing a documentary soon, so oh, nice. you know okay. I want to make sure the kids they see the journey. You know what I mean? They they, they get it because um, it's not all peaches and cream, right? You know what I mean? So, did you uh you know my sharing like a, a moment where you feel like you know, was a was a turning point for you because you said how it's not all peaches and cream. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming you've had your moments where it's been rough. What would be, like, the roughest moment in your journey? Mm. The roughest? Yeah. Mm. It probably had to be um, coming back from an injury. Mm. So it was 2014. 2014. I just came back from an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I my labor on my shoulder. Oh. I was coming back. I was going to play with the Tulsa uh, 66ers. Mm-hmm. Um, was leaving two days later. Um, was playing. No, not two days. Sorry, a week later. Okay. Was playing just to stay in shape. I was, I was having a great game. Um, freak accident. Uh, Break the ligaments in my foot. Mm. I was out for a year. That takes a long Jeez. time for that to heal. So uh, that was really tough. Um, because I was just about to leave, coming back from injury. Right. So I was like, I'm good. I'm, I'm healthy. I'm, I'm playing. I'm, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And just boom, you know, that happened. Uh, it took a real – it was more mental for me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, going through a lot of not uncertainty, not knowing what the right. next step was. Um, but during this time, this injury, I think it was a little different for me. Not because of – I don't want to say it's because of the past situations, more so because my purpose changed. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it was more so not about Jamel, but about, you know, the youth, and kids, and how can I uplift them? How can I? So the injury, I'm going to come back from that. You know, but mentally, you're like, before, I'm like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, I know I'm going to come back, and I'm going to be better. But how can I, during this time period, utilize this, this, this time that God has given me right. to impact? You know, what can I do? So, you know, that's why I do, I do guest speakers. I do career day. Mm-hmm. Um I do different initiatives with homeless shelters like the Covenant House in New York City um, just to, you know, uplift and, 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 and inspire. You know, if you're not right. doing that, what's the purpose? You know what I mean? My, my purpose is to be great in every aspect that God has given me. So that's the that's what I'm doing. Got it. Yeah. I definitely respect that. Um, once again, we're here with Jamel Lynch, pro basketball player, currently in the uh, D-League, but overall, you know, just a great guy. And, and like I said, you're doing all these different programs. You're, you know, you're helping the youth. Do you have any like success stories, early success stories so far, where you see people like like a kid that you saw like 
didn't have really a direction that you may have helped a little bit that gave him a, a bit of a goal or something to look forward to? Um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to say his name, but um, the kid grew up in my, you know, he grew up in my neighborhood, um, and, you know, he wasn't really going in the right direction in terms of what his outlook on life was or um, what his goals were. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up in, you know, growing up in the inner city projects, it's, it could be one way or another. And it's that is, I mean, the thin, the line is that thin, so it's easy because I've been on both sides, right? So it's easy to go left, really easy, mm-hmm. um, especially when everybody you know is going. Um, it takes a different type of individual to say, you know what, I'm gonna not go that way. I'm gonna do what I know I should do, even though I want to do this. Right. I'm gonna do what I know I should do. So um, we got got him into private high school. Um, he's doing great. Grades are phenomenal. Right. Um, and. And it is remi- it's reminiscent of me, of myself, because mm-hmm. I, I went to a public high, junior high school and grew up in a project and stuff, but once I went to a private high school, I'm not going to say the private high school changed me, Yeah. but the environment, the people I, I was around changed me. Right. The friends that I have to this day mm-hmm. um, are my best friends from high school, 99. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's... Almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. So we've been down with each other, for, and that's because we inspired each other to be better, mm-hmm. and we continue to do that. You know what I mean? You got to surround yourself with people who uplift you. The five people. closest people around you are a testament of who you are. Right. And I look at the five closest people around me, and I'm like, all right, I'm doing all right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you want to surround yourself with people who are about something bigger than yourself. You know what I mean? Definitely. So, um, yeah, yeah. That's what, you know, we, we're we're doing our best to do everything we can to be everything we can. Out yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, you already proved to me a motivational speaker because I'm already motivated even more. <laughs> like, let's be honest, <laughs> you know, you're definitely you're definitely the guy for that, no matter what. Yeah. Um, now, um, you, you don't mind, like, obviously, you said you've gone through the process. You play basketball your entire life, mm-hmm. and you already have this plan for like when you're not playing basketball, how you're going to handle things. You ever had thought about like coaching, like fully, like being a, like a coach in your future? Is that yeah, been something I, that's I actually volunteer coach now? Okay. Um, so as I'm doing therapy and rehabbing. I played for AU team my whole life for mm-hmm. Riverside Church, uh, Riverside Church Hawks up in um, uh, Morningside Heights in Harlem, mm-hmm. and I volunteer coach for my fourth grade team. Shout out to my fourth grade team, nice. um, <laughs> and you know we're doing great. We're getting ready for nationals in Tennessee, um, and it's something I thought about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I didn't like coaching at all. I hated coaching. Really? Man, I wasn't going to do it. Wow. But okay. then I start, I got into it. I was like, oh, maybe I should do this after I retire. Um, yeah. And it, it's interesting because you you impart your knowledge. But you, you have to. It, it has to be a, 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 a thin line to do that because you can't make them do what you felt you would do. Right. You know what I mean? You got to give them your knowledge, but allow them to have, put their own style on. So that's no, what I've definitely been learning. Like um, but yeah, I'll definitely go into some coaching. Um, I don't know what level. Maybe just amateur. Maybe just AAU. Maybe mm-hmm. high school. Uh, maybe college. I don't know. But um, that's one of the things I'm gonna, you know, definitely divulge myself into after like, Okay, yeah. we're, we're going to take a quick break. Yes, sir. And uh, when we come back, we're going to definitely uh, have a little fun with it in terms of some of the uh, players and some of the teams right now remaining in the playoffs. Yes, sir. And I yes, just want to get your predictions, you know? Do it. You're, the, you're the main expert here, man. My man. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back to Sports Social with Ed Easton. And we're back, Sports Social with Ed Easton, here on Soundcast FM. Once again, joined with Jamel Lynch, pro, professional basketball player, motivational speaker, and. Um, Potential head coach. We're, trying to, we're getting that. We're getting that conversation going right now on this show. We want to make sure people know that because um, I'm getting messages and I'm, you know, got a couple of questions from some fans out there. 
One of them, obviously, is the can you coach the Knicks because the Knicks are still looking for one, and we need, <laughs> there's some help out there. So, hey, you just said you're probably better than some of the candidates out there now. Yeah, Let's put it out there. Hopefully I'll be <laughs> playing for them before I coach them. <laughs> Best answer. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. All right, here's a, another one, actually. Um, what are sort of like some of the factors or influence into your decision on picking a team to sign with? Like, um, mm, That's a good question. It's, it's more so of how I will be utilized. Say, for instance, you know, Utah and Milwaukee wants me. Um, one as a backup, one as a starting point guard. Uh, you know, one as a facilitator, one as a scorer and a facilitator. Right. It just depends on that. Um, more so right now, how I will be utilized, you know, how I mesh with the coaches, how to play the players, and the environment, the atmosphere. Uh, more so, I look to be in an environment of professionals. Mm. Um, you know, I like making sure when I'm playing basketball, I have fun off the court. Right. On the court in the locker room, it's all business. You know what I mean? So I want to be around that. You know, I'll, I'll, the environment the Spurs has, have the Golden State, Cleveland. If you look at it, all the top teams, Miami, mm-hmm. um, it's a different type of environment because right. they, they have fun, but it's business. Mm-hmm. And that's the environment I'm looking for to be in, you know, making sure that um, we're focused. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like every game is taken as every game. It's not like, yo, you know, they're taking night off tonight. Yeah, nah, man, we here. We playing. Mm-hmm. Like every day is a game to be played. Like I'm playing hard every game. Right. So I look for that. You know, I want to make sure that I'm in, I'm in that type of environment. Um, and coaching is important, too. You okay. know, making sure you have a coach who, I'm not going to say a player's coach, but understands how to utilize you. Mm. Um, and, you know, you look at, uh, I want to say, um, look at Popovich, for, for instance. Yeah. Um, how to utilize a new player like Marcus Aldridge. You know, you have a player who's averaging 25 and 10. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He comes into a new environment, new system. And, and and Popovich knows how to utilize them. You know yeah. that that that's that's coaching. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's the type of environment I'm looking to be in. That's what factors into what you know I'll be looking to do in terms of what team I'm gonna play with. Definitely okay. Yeah. And uh, here's another question. This one's actually in regards to now we all know the whole story with um, D'Angelo Russell and everything behind you know yeah, off the yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm just gonna yeah. actually I'm not gonna get into that, mm. but I just wanna ask you your your opinion. Mm on locker room politics and, you know, like stay, like things stay within the locker room? Do you, you know, do you feel like there's too much overexposure of what goes on behind the scenes in, like, locker rooms and, you know, meetings with teams um, because of social media, et cetera? I don't think it's more so overexposure. I think this is the time we're in. Mm. Um, and everything is an adjustment. Okay. Um, you know, everything is, is, is pertinent to the, the situation. Okay. Um, I look at that situation, and it, it, it's unfortunate um, because it's just a code mm-hmm. that you just don't violate. And um, not even coming from a different neighborhood, yeah. just being a, a player and a teammate. Like, you know, there's certain levels that there's certain levels of respect you just don't violate. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't, I'm not, I, I can't vouch for it or protect or, or rebuttal that at all. Like, it's, it's, he shouldn't have did that. You know what yeah. I mean? So. I don't think overexposure. I just think this is the time we're in, and it's it's more so just being cautious of what you know you say or what you do because things can be taken out of context, and then you have to do a retraction and all these different things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the media's job is to make something out of nothing, nothing. Yeah. Um. So you know that's why you got to be cautious, not bite your tongue, but just choose your words wisely. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Last listener question here. Mm-hmm. Best coach you ever played for? Kenny Prelow. <laughs> okay. Look, no hesitation. No hesitation. Just. <laughs> Kenny Pretlow, man, he 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 coached me from I was, since I was uh, I want to say nine, about sixteen. 
Mm. Um, he grew up with my father uh, from the neighborhood, but he coached. He just won a championship at Thomas Jefferson. Mm. Uh, was a head coach last year at, at Lincoln High School. Nice. Um, great, great person, great guy. Uh, he taught me a lot. Him and um, Coach Ted Gustus, um, because he he, co- he coached me at Lachlan as well. Um, they they both taught me a lot. Kenny Prello, he just you know he knew me a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, since he probably knew me since I was like four, man, he, probably younger than that, because wow. he grew up with my father and stuff like that. So um, he he he's the reason why I'm here. Mm. To be honest with you, he got me into Bishop Lachlan from the projects, mm. and he saw something in me. And um, Kenny Pierce, you looking and good looking, baby. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, yes, sir. So now, obviously, I just want to end off. We're gonna talk about the uh, the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. Who is your picks? Like, who do you have in the NBA Finals right now? You know, as we stand, like, who you, who do you pick? I'm going with Golden State and Cleveland. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm, I'm not a Cleveland fan. <laughs> okay, um, I, I really wanted Chicago to get it together. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they had the talent and the pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I look at Miami. Miami's pretty good. Whiteside is hurt. Right. Um, you know, Cleveland swept Atlanta. Yeah, that was unbelievable. It was. Atlanta should have just let Boston. Boston would have got one game. I think so. I, I was I was very disappointed. Like yeah. Atlanta, it was no heart until the last game, yeah. which was yesterday. And I, I just I can't I, I can't understand that as no. a team. Like they're not they're, they're a good team. So not like they're like no disrespect. It's not mm-hmm. like they're like uh, um, a young Minnesota or you know a Milwaukee. They, they're talented. Mm-hmm. Like it was in the finals a couple of years a few years ago. Right. So I think it's just more so you got to have more pride. Um, mm-hmm. Go to say I think go to say going to win again. Okay, um, it's gonna be tough for them to yeah. beat Spurs. Um, well, the Spurs beat OKC. Yeah, that's, um, they might not get past them. So yeah. it, it, West is the West is tough. It's a wild. It's literally yeah. the wild West. And because I think you never know. Yeah, and I think they're going to that format with just a top sixteen team soon. Um, I, I, you know what? I thought about that. I I disagree yeah. a little bit. I understand they I, want the best teams in. Yeah, but I, it kills the whole East West yeah, portion. I agree. You know, I agree. what's the point of it? I agree, but it makes the finals that much more interesting. It does. You know what I mean? Because you're going to have the two best player teams. Yeah. I don't think Cleveland's the second best team in no, the NBA. Not at all. They're probably like fourth. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so that's that's what I like about it. But I'm definitely going to go to State. Okay. Um, I think they're going to repeat. They have a, they, their team is extraordinary. They have lapses at times. Um, but I think those lapses that they've had in the playoffs so, um, so, so far, mm-hmm. they're going to make those corrections, which is going to make them that much more deadly in, in the championship. Nice. Round. Um, but, yeah, I got, I got Golden State winning. Yeah, okay, go to yeah. state winning, yeah. and I, I gotta ask you that because you brought up Cleveland. You say mm-hmm. you're not a Cleveland fan. Not at all. There's a reason why. Can you, can you put I, that I out there? Like oh, okay. I, I don't like him not personally. I don't know yeah. him personally. Okay. I, I think I, I think the reason why I don't like LeBron is because I think he can be way better than he is. Mm. I think if LeBron worked on certain things, I think he probably could be the best player ever play. Like I think he's I agree. that he has that. But he, I just don't. I feel like he, he's content. Yeah, you know, with just being six eight two sixty, ain't nothing wrong with it. No, <laughs> it is what it is. It's a good, it's a good content to have. But if he <laughs> if he has some like he had worked on his 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 passing is unbelievable. Yeah, he rebounds obviously. But this isn't his. If he worked on his skill, like he has some skill work. Yeah, next level. I think he's he, he's he's kind of falling back from that because just like you said, he's mm-hmm. he's had that default. You know, he he has all the skills that he yeah. needs, yeah. and he's never really taken it to that next level. I feel like he could still be a better shooter. Yeah. That's always been Facts. a big that's knock a, that's against him. Everything though, he yeah. still can get better. I know, and this is his twelfth year. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's scary. That is very yeah. scary when you look at it. Yeah. Um, you know, I just like I said, we're just wrapping up. So, anything you want to like, any extra plugs that you want to put out there to talk about the academy? Yeah, yeah. Make sure you guys look out for um, everything on our social media. 
um, B on Instagram. It's B A L S A underscore. Um, my social media is I on IG is J underscore L Y N C H fifty seven, and Twitter is J Lynch fifty seven. Um, go to our website BigAndLittleSkillsAcademy.com or my website JLynn57.com and look out for the celebrity game on June 18th. It's going to be pretty big. Um, like I said, it's for cancer awareness. We want to make sure we get everybody out. We're looking to do it big. So um, just look out for that. Make sure you guys continue to focus on goals. Be great. Be royal. Love life. Definitely appreciate that. And we look forward to seeing you on the court. Yes, sir. Back on the court, healthy and ready to go, man. Yeah, man. All right, Jamal Lynch. Anytime, man. Stop by. You're a Brooklyn guy. This is Brooklyn. Let's keep doing this. We out here, baby. Definitely, man. This is Sports Social Ed Easton. All right. That was from yesterday, the uh, interview I had with uh, Jamel Lynch. Great guy. Uh, Definitely, you know, check out his academy. Check out his uh, website, jlynch57.com. A lot of great stuff that he uh, is is bringing right now. And, um, you know, just like I said, it was was important to play. Obviously, we had our show mostly on Steph Curry. And uh, just, you know, talk about people going through – just making it into the league and how tough it is. And, you know, his journey was so important that uh, it, it just puts everything in perspective, as well as what Steph Curry was saying, even in his speech for last year's MVP. So that's that time again. Until uh, next time, remember, check out Sports Social on sportssocialpod.com. Once again, at sportssocialpod.com for more information on the show. As always, have a good one. I'm Ed Easton. Catch you next time.